Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. If you have children, what was that first Christmas with kids? I'm John Fuller, and our first was born uh, about six months before Christmas. And so that first year with a baby in the house was magical. It was just wonderful. He didn't know anything about the season, but we were reading everything through the lens of Mary and Joseph, and, and it was so much different. And what is Christmas really about? And, and children, of course, in many respects, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, every parent is going to have a different answer. But I think most of us are going to say, Kids Change Our Perspective on the Holiday. I'm John Fuller, once again joined by Jesse Floria and Kim Troby, and both of you have children of your own. I wonder if, as I was talking, you have memories of that first Christmas or one of those first Christmases with a child in the house. I absolutely do, because my oldest was born on Thanksgiving. And so I was a new, new, new mom by the time Christmas came around. And one of the things that I really loved about that was watching my parents enjoy a baby at Christmas. And again, what you said, John, it's magical. It's just like a baby brings out the best in people. And I I just uh, remember my dad particularly having such a wonderful time with Hayden and holding him and and uh, me I was a little bit of a wreck because oh, sure. you yeah, know I was 4 weeks of in right I'm not sleeping or anything um but to watch my parents really enjoy it was incredible mm, that's fun and my first christmas as a parent is a blur really cuz our son was about to turn 1 and uh, my now, wait wife, a minute. Wasn't he born on Christmas? He was born the day after. Okay. He's, so, yeah. So, the very next day, he's going to turn one. And my wife was pregnant with our second. Oh, wow. And uh, we traveled to see family because, again, like you said, everybody wanted to be – Nate was the first grandbaby. And everybody wanted to be with, you know, Nathaniel at that first Christmas. And we got tons of help with him, which was great to be around family. Uh, but, yeah, it was just so busy. And uh, the thing that stands out to me is similar to what you said, John, is just – the reality of, of what it means to be a parent and the weight and the responsibility of raising a child really hit me at that first Christmas and relating to what Joseph and Mary might have been feeling uh, during that season. And, of course, they were raising God's son and, and probably more involved there than what I had with yes, my wife. Yes, a heavier but, responsibility. Yes, but I still felt felt some pressure. Yeah, there. yeah. Now, realistically, I will admit that uh, what really happened was as we kept having children— the Christmas presents from grandparents, Kim, as you were mentioning, grandparents just doting on their grandchildren. At one point, my father-in-law, when we had like five kids, he was at our house at Christmas time, and he looked around, and he said, there's just too much stuff here. And it's like, well, <laughs> Richard, that's like mostly your stuff, because we don't have to buy much. So, well, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about children and Christmas and the joy of Christmas with children in the picture. Uh, we talked to a few Focus on the Family broadcast guests about uh, how being a parent changed their perspective on the holiday. And let's go ahead and begin uh, with Dr. Mike Bechtel. When I was little, I believed that Christmas was all about me. People bought me presents. They gave me good food. They decorated the house for me. They put Christmas lights on the tree for me. Other people did stuff to make it great for me, and it was pretty amazing. I think wonder was a great word to describe what I felt, and my job was just to enjoy it all. Over the years, I gradually realized that it wasn't just for me. 
It was for the people who did all those things to make it special for me. They found as much joy as I did because they wanted to make it special. They were the wonder makers. Their joy came from watching my joy. When my daughter was born, everything shifted in my perspective. My wife and I weren't buying her gifts that she needed as much as things that would just bring her joy. When she would open a stuffed animal that we had carefully picked for her, we weren't looking for her to say, oh, thank you, it's just what I wanted. Plus, she was less than a year old and couldn't talk. We just wanted to watch her eyes get bigger and her face respond as she grabbed it and hugged it. Our joy was watching her joy. We got to be the wonder makers, and it was better than any gift someone could give us. I think that's why Christmas is still my favorite season. The commercialism doesn't bother me because I don't let it. I'm too busy finding the wonder in the lights and the food and the music, but especially the chance to help my kids see that wonder too. And it doesn't escape my attention that God's doing exactly the same thing. He fills the world with wonder so we can find joy in it. Not just at Christmas, but all the time. If we paid closer attention, we'd be able to notice the new things he's doing every day. And our eyes would light up and our faces would turn into smiles. And that would give him such great joy to just watch us. He loves giving to his kids. He's the original wonder maker. I think somebody needs to take the old song, Count Your Blessings, and write the words into a new Christmas carol. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. When we notice what he gives us throughout each day during the holidays, it gives him joy. Counting our blessings, being intentional about noticing them, is the path to getting there. After all, it's his birthday, and he's the one giving us presents. That's why I haven't lost my sense of Christmas wonder, and I hope it's contagious enough that my kids and grandkids catch it. There's plenty of wonder to go around. One of the ways we continually point them to Jesus is by giving what I call the gift of prayer. And what that is, is every year I spend some time, usually in December, thinking about where each of our children or grandchildren are, whether, you know, how they're doing socially, emotionally where they might be spiritually or physically. And I just ask God what He might want to do in their lives in the coming year, how He might want to grow them or bless them or transform them in some way. And then, because I love to use the Bible to help shape my prayers, I find a verse that lines up with that need, and I personalize it for each child. And one of my favorite stories that is actually still being played out today was when our daughter, Virginia, who's now um, an an adult with a baby of her own, um, but when she was in, I don't know, first grade maybe, she was passionate about Jesus, and she never minded talking about him, but she didn't have, at that point in her life, a whole lot of wisdom or grace as she shared what was supposed to be good news with her friends and her classmates. She was known to tell somebody on the playground that they were, quote, going to hell, if they didn't believe in Jesus. And, you know, I would hear these stories at home. My other kids would tell me what our daughter Virginia had said. And that was the year I chose Daniel 12, verse 3, as her verse. And I know parents will love to hear this one because it says, Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And I remember reading that, and I was thinking, you know what? I want my daughter to be able to lead other kids, other people to righteousness. But God, she needs wisdom and she needs grace and she needs to be like a star appealing and and bright. And here's how I turned that verse into a prayer. I said, Heavenly Father, make Virginia wise 
shining like the brightness of the heavens. Equip her to lead many to righteousness and thereby shine like the stars forever and ever. And I will tell you, God answered that prayer as Virginia grew. He filled her with wisdom and with kindness and compassion. I mean, she still, as an adult, blurts stuff out. You know, she's a lot like me that sometimes thinks before or speaks before she thinks. But she has just got this huge heart for her peers and for letting them know in just the most winsome of ways how much God loves them. And so I just love that idea of giving the gift of prayer. When our kids were little, I used to trace their hands on a piece of colored paper and I'd write that year's prayer and the reference right on that hand and laminate it and post it on the fridge um, just as a reminder to them of who they were and of what we were praying. And now that they're older, um, I write the prayers on bookmarks. And I'll tell you what's really cool is that um, this made me cry, actually. I turned 60 last year, and on my birthday, every one of my kids and their spouses picked a prayer verse, and they made a bookmark for me as their gift. And I thought, oh my goodness, could there be any better gift than going to the one who has the power to change lives, to give all the good gifts, and asking Him to bless the people we love. So for Christmas, I think the thing that keeps wonder alive for me is just that. It's giving the gift of prayer, going to the Lord, talking to Him about the people I love, and then praying for them. Well, it's amazing to see the amount of joy my kids have from little things. You know, the tiniest little things that we do as a family, whether it be reading a Christmas book together or whether it be singing Christmas carols or doing a Christmas activity or a craft. They have so much fun in the little things, um, and, and specifically in the anticipation of Christmas. There's like not just the, the joy of Christmas Day, but in the anticipation that builds up before it. And just watching their simple joys um, in the little things just reminds you to take a step back and open your eyes to the joy that's all around us. I think sometimes it's easier to focus on the stress. Um, but kids remind you that anything can be fun and joy-filled if you go in with the right attitude. I used to be really hyper-involved in um, church worship ministry, and I was the writer and director of our Christmas Eve service for years and years and years. And um, I just realized the very last year that I did it, I was so stressed about what was happening at church, I hadn't taken care of things at home. I still had gifts that I hadn't purchased yet for my kids. I still hadn't done all the groceries for the Christmas meal. And I felt at that point, even though I was working, you know, for the Lord and for church, I still felt like my priorities were completely reversed from what they should be. And um, I think it's it's easy for us to get involved in those things that are good. It's not that they're bad things, but it can be at the detriment of the people who are right there in our homes. And so um, I stepped away from that and ended up having much simpler seasons. And that childlike idea that our kids really don't want anything more than us. And that made the difference to them to have me fully present and fully with them during the the season preparations. 
Well, some great memories there from Allison Pittman. And uh, before her, you heard from Deborah Faleta and Jody Burnt. Now, Jesse, if we're honest, when we're raising children, it's easy to kind of just boom, 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 jump from one thing to the next. I wonder how you've reminded yourself to slow down as a dad in this season. It's it's not easy because parenting really is a juggling act. Uh, we have to be great multitaskers, especially when our kids are young, uh, just to get stuff done in normal life, right? And then you add Christmas. You add uh, the presents and the parties and the meals and, and the traveling. And so it is more stressful. So I try to remind myself uh, to set boundaries and that you can't say yes to everything and that you need to have a little downtime. And so I always make sure to have at least one night where you grab a, I grab a cup of hot cocoa and I turn off the lights and my wife and I sit in chairs and we just have the Christmas tree on. So it's the glow of the Christmas tree with some warm cocoa where we can just take some time and remember what the real reason yeah. of the season is. And sometimes that's at 11 o'clock at night when the kids are in bed, but still, we, we try to do that. I'm thinking usually it's like by midnight Christmas Eve. <laughs> that, that's usually when something like that could happen for us as we had a house full of kids. It's a little easier now, but yeah. Kim, how about you? Well, Especially John, being uh, a mom. I mean, right. moms just, you, you, you find it hard, it seems, to say no. We At least do. my wife does. We do. And I am, how shall we say, a bit more seasoned now. And so uh, my life is just generally slowing down as time has moved on, which is really nice. So we, uh, we do a lot less than we did before. We make sure that the kids are spending time with their parents um, or the child is spending more time with her parents than with us. Right. And um, I think we just Gary and I tend to sit back and watch more and we tend to take it all in and not worry so much about whether the turkey is done exactly right. And a lot of times our kids will say, we don't want the whole big meal. We want our favorites. Mm -hmm. And so there's just um, it's just a sense of peace and rest about that that I really enjoy now. I kind of wish I could go back and do that, you know, back when the <laughs> right. kids were younger. Right. Um, it's easier now, now that they're out of the house. And it may be that some of the simplest ways to pause and enjoy the holidays for you are to do as Jesse said or to get in that mode as Kim is talking about. Maybe it's watching a Christmas movie with the kids or playing some Christmas carols uh, just to kind of soothe and calm the house down. Uh, we're going to hear now from some broadcast guests. Uh, you heard from them earlier as well and some focused staff members uh, about their favorite Christmas films and songs. Favorite Christmas movie is The Miracle on 34th Street. Is where Chris Kringle, who's a real Santa, got a job working, and I think it was Macy's or Gimbel's, and then they had a fake Santa in the other one. And so the real Santa was telling people to go over to Gimbel's to buy what they wanted because it cost less than his store. And he got in all kinds of trouble, but it was just a fun, fascinating movie about the real meaning of Christmas. You know, it's hard to pick my favorite Christmas carol because I just like all the old ones because you go to a shopping mall in a secular society with people who don't necessarily believe in Christ or even Christmas, and you're hearing the gospel presented through the words of the songs. And it always amazes me, especially I think maybe Joy to the World is my favorite because that's the story of Christmas, and people are listening to it whether they know it or not when they're shopping. My 
favorite Christmas movie is called Remember the Night with Fred McMurray and um, I am blanking on her name, which is awful because it's Barbara Stanwyck. Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray and uh, it's a 1940 romance. It's not one that is well known by everybody, but it is my favorite. My favorite Christmas carol I have to say it's it's a split. I have a secular favorite and I have a spiritual favorite. So my spiritual favorite is Away in a Manger because I love the lullaby aspect of it. But I also absolutely love Run Run Rudolph. That is my favorite Christmas song, I think. My favorite Christmas movie is definitely It's a Wonderful Life. I just love uh, the idea of reflecting on life and the journey that God has each of us on, I think sometimes the stress of life can bog us down, um, but, but there's so much purpose and meaning in each person's life, and I love taking the time to reflect specifically during those seasons, and that movie really helps put things in perspective. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is my favorite Christmas carol. I love just the, the reality that Emmanuel, God is with us, and He's present today, just as present as He was 2,000 years ago. He's with us in our hardships. He's with us in our joy. Um, and it's just a reminder that, that God came down to be with us and continues to be with us. My favorite line um, is also, be born in us today, from O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Oh, come with us, abide with us, be born in us today. Just such a reminder that every single day we can honor the birth of Christ by allowing the Holy Spirit to infiltrate in us and through us. Well, when somebody asks me what my favorite Christmas movie is, I might say all of them. I am a sucker for movies at Christmas time. I love to put a different one on every night. But if I had to pick one, and I'm sure, you know, half of the listeners would say the same thing, it's, it's a wonderful life. I just love everything about that story. Um, I love the actors. I love the tale. I love the redemption in it. So it's a wonderful life is, is my hands-down favorite. My favorite is Oh Holy Night. And my favorite Christmas gift I think I have received in recent years is when my daughter's mother-in-law, who also likes that song, got it recorded, and this is back when we all listened to CDs, 27 different times and put it all on one CD. She pulled, you know, contemporary artists, she pulled Christian artists, secular artists, whoever sang Oh Holy Night, she put that on a CD for me, and I could play it over and over and over again, whether it was, you know, Elvis singing it or Bing Crosby singing it or Amy Grant singing it. It was just one holy night after another, and I loved it. My favorite Christmas movie is A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. I quote it. I love it. That, to me, is Christmas. It's not Christmas till you watch that one. My favorite Christmas Carol is Joy to the World, just because... I mean, it's a joyful song, but it teaches you so much about the world's broken right now, but there's we can have joy because there's hope that one day it will be set right. And that's what I enjoy about Joy to the World. 
My favorite Christmas movie is While You Are Sleeping. It's not really a Christmas movie, but it happens at Christmas time. I just love the characters. I love the storyline. It's very sweet. And in fact, one of the characters is named Jack, and I named my oldest son after him because of that movie. My favorite Christmas song is Oh Holy Night. It seems to capture not just the lyrics, but the, the melody captures that beautiful, haunting story that just grips our hearts. I actually really love the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen. So that that whole series I really love. Uh, We would always watch Jingle All the Way. My mom would force us to watch Prancer, and I hated it. And uh, (laughs) that was always tough. Um, But then I've also realized that I don't know. I had this whole thing about, I don't want to watch Christmas movies outside of December. Like, I do not start Christmas before December 1st. And then I realized that a lot of the Hallmark movies that come out that are Christmas movies with quotation marks around them are really just love stories that are like in the winter time. And it really has nothing to do with Christmas. And so I gave myself a lot more grace and I started watching Hallmark movies in November because they're not actually Christmas movies. I think my favorite Christmas movie is a Charlie Brown Christmas. And the reason I like it is the simplicity of the story because it hits all the points of materialism and then it goes right into the gospel message. What is this really all about? And so it became a tradition in our house so that our kids could be reminded it's not about all the stuff, but it's about the fact that Jesus came into the world as a child to die, to redeem us from our sins. And there he is on that empty stage, standing there with his little blanket, and he's telling the story in the simplicity of which it came in a barn with shepherds and stinky animals. And it was just that simplicity. Here it is. Here's the reason why. And so that story became uh, a real staple in our house. One of them is uh, Mary Did You Know? And I think that really took her by surprise. And you think nine months of all of the anguish that she must have gone through having a child that everyone thought was illegitimate. And did you know that what you were carrying in your womb was going to save the world? And I think that just brings back the wonder again of Christmas, the way that God shows up in such unexpected ways. And my second is Hark the Herald Angels Sing, because there was a choir of angels that welcomed him into the world. When the world was dark and silent, the angels were rejoicing. They had no idea what this was all about. Why would Jesus, God, come in the form of a child when he reigned in heaven and gave up everything to become a man to die for these little creatures running around on earth called humans. And them singing, it just brings back the wonder of heart the herald angels sing, the heavens were rejoicing. My favorite, I don't have like a specific favorite Christmas song, but I just love like carols and Christmas hymns. I don't like some of like the newer, I, I, I can't stand the Mariah Carey song that comes out every time. It's like, oh my goodness. My favorite Christmas song is All I Want. For Christmas by Mariah Carey. I just feel like it's so like upbeat and fun and I love dancing to it. I could just listen to it on repeat. My favorite Christmas movie is A Christmas Story. It's been a family tradition of ours to watch for years. There's a lot of great jokes in it. 
I've appreciated the kid humor as I've gotten older. So we have uh, sayings that have been in our family for years that we got from that movie. And sometimes we forget that it's from the movie. I like Oh Holy Night. I'm a sucker for the violin. So I love that it just, it touches something deep within me and really gets me to think about the lyrics, but also to get caught up in in the music and the message it's trying to convey. Um, Number one favorite Christmas movie of all time is The Holiday with Jude Law, Jack Black, Kate Winslet. Oh, it's so good. I remember last year, actually, I watched it with one of my friends in like November. And then literally two days later, I had the same friend and another friend over and we were like, wait, should we watch it again? And so we watched it again twice in like a three day period. It's one of those movies I could always definitely rewatch and rewatch during the Christmas season. <laughs> so good. Um, well, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey is a classic. I have so many good memories from that. Um, and then also Michael Bublé's entire Christmas album. It was a tradition in my family while we were decorating the Christmas tree, we would have that CD in our CD player and just play it over and over again. So All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey, and then the Michael Bublé Christmas album. Like, there's no skips on that album. It's so good. Home Alone is hilarious and kind of gives you... I don't think as a child you can ever live in a big house like that without your parents. The The realisticness of that movie is not realistic enough, but it's like, it's just there for entertainment. And... I just like it because it's funny and a little kid beating up the bad guys. When I was growing up, we would have a tradition, and that was to watch A Christmas Story. Um, <laughs> we loved that movie growing up. We would watch it every single Christmas Eve uh, for many, many years. Um, <laughs> and that's still a movie that we can quote most of the, of the lines just from heart. My favorite Christmas carol is Oh Holy Night, specifically Josh Groban's version. Well, it's such a great selection of songs and movies from so many people. And I'm sure you've got uh, in your mind my favorite movie or my favorite song, hopefully both. Uh, for me, the song is going to be, and it's not a Christmas song, but The Messiah. I mean, oh, yeah. it wasn't designed to be a Christmas song, but it is the thing that when we hit that that moment mm. in church and everybody stands up, it just is wonderful. It just even now I sort of get some some uh, goosebumps listening uh, in my mind to what that chorus is like and the just embracing it physically. Uh, and for movies, there are so many. It's a Wonderful Life was mentioned, and that's certainly a go-to. But I love the simplicity of the Charlie Brown. A story with Linus reciting the Gospel of Luke. That, yeah, that to good. me, is so wonderful because of the time it was spoken, uh, the way it was accepted in the culture, and the beauty of that story in Luke. Yeah, that's a good one. I was thinking, you know what? I like both Miracle on 34th Street. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the old black and white one. Yeah, so And I classic. like the new one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just for me, they symbolize Christmas magic. Yeah, there's such a spirit of generosity and wonder. Absolutely, especially in the 1990s version where everything is like perfection and Mm -hmm. it's all lit, you know, for 
for a purpose. And uh, so I just really, I think my favorite part of that one is when he signs with the little girl who's mm. deaf and just, I think, really uh, shows Christ in that moment yeah. of caring for that little girl. And my song has got to be Silent Night. You, mm. you stole it for me. <laughs> well, you know, you stole it for me earlier. But uh, yeah, Silent Night and just standing around with the candles lit and just thinking about... Um, yeah, what Mary and Joseph might have been thinking mm-hmm. that night that Jesus was born. And there's a kind of a physical aspect of that, too, because mm-hmm. usually during Silent Night, you're standing mm-hmm. and, and there might be candles. It's it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Jesse? Well, am I allowed to say elf? I feel so unspiritual. Uh, but I know John if you can came bring, up with the Messiah. Yeah, I know. If you can bring a wow, spiritual okay, dimension, yeah. sure, go well, for it. Okay, well, the movie makes me laugh. And yes, you're right. It doesn't have much of a spiritual message. But it, I think it has a great message about family. Hmm. Um, but the movie, the TV show, actually, that I grew up with was just like you said, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, we watched it every single year. And I have just such great memories of being with my family as a kid and watching um, that show. And, and when it comes to a Christmas song, uh, my favorite is Joy to the World. Yeah. Uh, my family has a tradition of going up to my mom's house around Christmas uh, every year, and my stepdad gets out his guitar, and sometimes my brother plays along, and we sing Christmas carols as a family. And uh, they, they take requests, and uh, I always get to get Joy to the World in there. Oh, <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And uh, we're going to turn now to hearing from a few more Focus on the Family staff members about Uh, something else related to the holidays, and that is how to keep a childlike perspective during the season. When I think about the command to have childlike faith, I'm really challenged by the fact that kids come to adults expecting them to always have the solution and always have the answer and to give it free of charge. And I don't often approach God like that. Um, with that kind of confidence and assurance. And so when I see Jesus throughout the Gospels interacting with children and the kindness and tenderness with which he approaches them or they approach him, it always strikes me as a great reminder and a great encouragement to be more confident in God and in his word and in his promises and in his character. And also, I'm always struck and amazed by his humility to come as a child. I have a friend who just had a baby and he's about 10 weeks old now. And he's so tiny and so fragile. And I cannot wrap my mind around the fact that God became a tiny child and submitted himself to that kind of frailty on our behalf. So I think those two together always amaze me. (laughs) I realized last year that I didn't want to make it about presents or only about presents. So there's a couple of things that we did differently. We started doing only three gifts per person, and the goal was to give one for their head, one for their heart, and one for their hands. And so um, we would have a budget for each person, and then you would really put a lot of thought into those gifts. So it's not, here's these 30 presents that maybe you'll use one time, because I was the baby of the family, and that definitely, I was very spoiled. (laughs) Thank you, parents. Um, but, But... For my kids, I didn't want it to all be about presents, and I really wanted to drive home the fact that Christmas is about Jesus. And so what I started doing with my then two-year-old at the time is we created a whole bunch of activities where we would like put a towel over our head 
in a headband and we would pretend a teddy bear was Jesus and we would go hide the teddy bear and then we would pretend that we were shepherds searching for Jesus. And then another thing we did is we made like a little grass manger where we grabbed a rock outside and some dead grass, put a little smiley face on the rock and like made a manger. And that was so much fun. So we definitely, I tried to come up with a lot of activities that just pointed her back to Jesus just over and over and over again, because I, yeah, I just wanted it to be all about Jesus. You know, there's a time when you're little that Christmas is so exciting, you can hardly wait. Then you get to that point where you're like, oh, gosh, I have to get a job because I have to buy presents for everyone. (laughs) And so it's like, oh, no. And you lose the wonder of it until you hold that small child in your arms. And then you get to see the excitement of the lights and the colors. And who needs a gift? Just give them a box with some tissue paper in it. And they're so excited to be able to unwrap it. And I think it brings back the joy of the actual day. The, the decorating of the tree has more meaning because it's not just decorating so it looks cute in your house, but it's decorating with things that you tell your kids about. We're celebrating this day. This is important because we want to say he came. These lights are like the stars that were in the sky the night that he was born and that the angels showed up. So it's like taking those simple things that are related around Christmas and making it part of the Christmas story, which helps then renew my own joy for Christmas. I would say I definitely do have a childlike wonder with Christmas. Um, I tend to spoil my younger siblings with gifts. Like, And now that I've got like a big girl job, I can afford to kind of outdo everyone else with Christmas gifts. <laughs> uh, my parents have said that uh, it's fun now that their kids have jobs because they also get like nice presents rather than just their stuff re-gifted. We didn't have snow Christmas, the white Christmas that last year was my first one and being able to decorate for myself because I think back home would decorate with their family and traditionally just have it up two nights before we'd forget. (laughs) So it was between me and my brother trying to figure out who's going to put up the tree the excitement of that and I think mostly it's just remembering that Christmas is a good time to spend time with family and if you can go to church go to church. I allow myself to be interrupted so it shows up in a variety of different ways so maybe I'm out perusing the stores and you know, meandering, not really looking for anything specific. And maybe I come across a gift and think, oh my goodness, I know who would love this gift. I'm going to get it. I allow myself to be interrupted by that moment or, oh, look at this, you know, cute display that, you know, this is a new idea that um, the the creators haven't invented before. And so I'll allow myself to take that in and um, new songs that come out, I'll take a minute to enjoy those. So I try to take a moment to pause and allow myself to be caught up in, in the beauty of the things around me. I think you have to go back to the root that why does this holiday exist? It's not ultimately because it's about giving gifts, but it's ultimately it's about Christ. Um, and it's about Christ coming into the world to be with his people and to sacrifice himself for them and to walk with them. You can't really understand the joy of Christmas without understanding the love of God. And so when you start to realize that Christmas is ultimately about how God loves his people so much that he's willing to 
humble himself into the form of a man and, and die on the cross for their sins. And this, this is the celebration of the beginning of that uh, process, I guess. You start to really, I think, go back to that more whimsical wonder of, well, how I'm not whimsical anymore about gifts, you know. I, I have my own paycheck. If I really want, I can get it on Amazon. But having, you know, having this just wonder of how does God love us so much that he's willing to do this, I think that's where you can reobtain that wonder as an adult. You know, with kids, it's it's the simple things that make the biggest impact on them. And I think back of my own childhood, again, what sticks out to me? It's often, uh, you know, it's those simple moments together as a family. It's the smells from my mom's baking. It's the, you know, carols on the radio. It's the time that we would go to church on Christmas Eve together. Our old, our youngest son loves lights. He is the light king. And so I think back on my own childhood and how I loved Christmas lights as well. And it's that glow. It's that uniqueness because it's not common any other time of the year that your house looks different and it's stuck out in my memory. And so I'm trying to put those same kind of memories in my kids' minds and experiences, but they kind of do it themselves because it's what they're drawn to. And I guess it's just the wonder is in the simplicity of it all, but yet in the profoundness of it all, the fact that here we are celebrating the world's greatest birthday party of a, of a you know, little baby who came to earth and uh, there's nothing then, there's never been anything greater than that. The Christmas season as an adult can feel overwhelming. Right, there are so many responsibilities, so many things that you have to do. Uh, You have to get all the Christmas shopping done. You have to figure out what you're going to make for relatives that are coming in. You have to do all the decorating. Um, So it becomes, you know, for me, oftentimes, it can become far more stressful than joyous. Um, But when you look through a child's eyes, you know, when, when, when our kids were younger, to watch their excitement, to feel their joy, uh, to to sort of walk through the Christmas season um, in their shoes. It really does remind you what Christmas is all about, right? It's a, it, it can really truly be a time where you just, you just let go a little bit. You enjoy the experience, you enjoy uh, family, you enjoy friends, you enjoy new, interesting, weird decorations. You enjoy the gifts. You enjoy staying up a little bit later. It all becomes just sort of this uh, this, this really wonderful, fun time. And, and when you have kids, it allows you to see through their eyes, you know? It really does make you, at least for me, uh, when my kids were younger, it made me feel like a kid again when I was enjoying Christmas with them. Well, I love working with the team here at Focus on the Family, and uh, our staff sure had some great lessons to share there. Uh, Kim and Jesse, you both have grown uh, children, so I wonder how your perspective has changed as your kids have become adults on uh, getting together and keeping that childlike perspective. Yeah, I think that I said um, 
earlier when I was talking about slowing down a little bit. I think, again, from our perspective now, we see that all the gifts from the grandparents, right, and all of the hustle and bustle um, is fun when you're young and you have all that energy and you want to do those things. Uh, But there's also something really rich about sitting back and just watching Mm -hmm. everything unfold. And maybe that comes with uh, having a grandchild. You know, everything that she says to us is magical. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that nice, sweet little girl voice right now. And and so I, I think this Christmas I'm looking forward to because she's four and she has grown Uh, you know, mentally and emotionally so much in the last year. And it'll really be interesting to watch how it all comes about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so I think just sitting back and contemplating and and watching all of it is really fun for us. That's aspirational to me. (laughs) So how about you, Jesse? You know, when your kids get married and have families of their own, it it does change uh, your Christmas celebration. And I always kind of feel blessed when we can be together because when you add family, there's other obligations and other families they might be going and visiting, which is okay, right? They don't have to always be with us, although that's what we'd love. Um, (laughs) So I guess having grown kids has made me more grateful at Christmas. Uh, And the routine has changed because you don't have to wake up, you know, as soon as the sun comes up and open presents, it's a much slower morning. And again, my wife, Stephanie, and I can enjoy some time in bed and drinking some coffee. And, and then the family comes over with all the energy and the grandkids. And, uh, and then the party starts, right, when everybody gets together. And, and what I love is that uh, my kids, my grown kids, still want those same traditions they had growing up, whether it's a, a certain dish you know, for the meal. They love those things that they grew up with or or, or a tradition like reading the Christmas story, hmm. which, which we do every year as yeah, well. That's good. The Fuller family's in transition. So this is, um, I think, going to be the first Christmas that we haven't been together at our home or at uh, a grandparent's home. Uh, I've got uh, two kids eight hours away and one kid eight hours away and three kids here. And so we're trying to figure out how are we going to do this? And it looks like we're going to travel and rent an Airbnb and all be in a different city oh, for wow. the first time, just uh, just the eight of us. And it's going to be interesting for us. I've, I've been reluctant to go there because like, I, I don't want to travel at Christmas, but I'm willing to travel for the kids and to take on the expense of all that travel because I want to be together as a family. Yeah, so it doesn't I'll, really matter where you are, right? right? Or what you're doing as long as you can be together right, with them. Right, yeah. Well, we're right in the middle of Advent, and uh, let me suggest you get a copy of uh, a book by Josh and Christy Straub to kind of reset your mind. Uh, this is especially for younger children. If you've got grandkids, it's perfect. If you've got younger children uh, in your home or in your church or neighborhood, it's a great gift or something to work through um, You know, next season. It's called 25 Days of the Christmas Story. Now, that's available from us here at Focus on the Family when you make a donation of any amount to the ministry. We do podcasts and we do websites and books and videos and uh, events. We have so much to help support and strengthen families. Join the team, support our work to help families, and we'll say thanks by sending a copy of the book, 25 Days of the Christmas Story. And uh, you can find all the details about how to donate and get the book and the help we might offer your family uh, in the show notes. And even though we've already started Advent, uh, we still have some free online weekly devotionals. You can sign up for those and uh, you'll get an opportunity to get a weekly devotional email that you and your kids can go through and discuss. It really is great for kids of any age. 
Uh, look for the link and sign up today. Next time, we're going to share about ways that uh, Jesus interacted with children and how that can inspire us today. For now, on behalf of Kim and Jesse and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Christmas Stories Podcast. Joy to the world. God wants true disciples, ones that think like Him, talk like Him, walk like Him, disciples that bring shalom to the chaos of this world. Pursue that path with the RVL Discipleship Series. Bible scholar Ray Vanderlaan will give you the tools to understand the Bible more deeply and inspire you to be a passionate follower of Christ. Watch the first episode at rvldiscipleship.com.